Dane Brugler dropped a two-round 2024 NFL mock draft this morning, so y'all already know we got to talk about the damn thing. And if you're new to the channel, I'm only discussing the offensive skill position players for fantasy football purposes, talking about how we could react, how we would value these players if the landing spot and the draft capital were to play out like this. Very excited to dive into this mock. Dane is one of the best in the business. If you want the entire mock, there's a link in the description. Go check out all of his work over on theathletic.com. Got a lot to talk about, a little bit of time to get it. You see the studio's a little different. I'm remodeling this thing, so for the next couple of weeks, it's going to look a little different, probably every damn video. But I promise you when it's done, the content is going to continue to look top-notch. So appreciate you being here. If you stick around to the end of the video and you find the information actionable and or entertaining, hit that thumbs-up button, subscribe, like the content. Helps independent creators like me grow and be able to spread this word to the masses. So I'm excited. Let's get into it right now, baby. Let's go. Okay, let's get it. Yes, it's time, baby. Mock draft, game rubles, two rounds, fantasy football, quarterbacks, very few running backs, a shit ton of wide receivers, and some dope tight ends in this class. Let's talk about it. And we ain't gonna play around. Let's get right to the top because we all know the Chicago Bears are in a situation where they got to figure out who the quarterback of the future is. A lot of people seem to think they are going to take Caleb Williams, and then you got the other half of the coin saying they're going to roll with Justin Fields. Now, the Bears have made things a little more complicated, asking to, to interview Greg Roman, who was the former offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, working with Lamar Jackson, which leads a lot of people to believe that Justin Fields may be their team's quarterback of the future. But Dane Brugler says, not so fast, my friend, because he is still sticking with Caleb Williams as the 101 in the 2024 NFL draft. And I do think that if this were to play out, just like we all expect, and he would be 101 off the board in Superflex formats, not going to talk a ton about Caleb. Everyone's talked about him. We've discussed him at great length for a long time. But Dane's got him coming off the board at number one overall. Now, number two overall, a lot of conversation. You know, who's the quarterback two in this class? For me personally right now, Fantasy football purposes, I've got Jaden Daniels rated a little bit higher than Drake May. But in this mock, the Washington Commanders get their quarterback of the future, and it is not Jaden Daniels nor Caleb Williams. It is one Drake May out of North Carolina. They replace one North Carolina quarterback with a better version of said quarterback. Drake May in D.C. would be a phenomenal fit. He is everything that you want in a quarterback prospect. Big arm, prototypical size. And he's very, very athletic. So if May were to land in Washington, it, it is no consolation prize falling off of uh, Caleb Williams and ending up with Drake May. I still think that Washington would be would be very wise to trade up for the hometown kid. Would love to see Caleb Williams revitalize that new that that team with a new owner, potential new stadium. I think it'd be a dope fit for the NFL. Caleb Williams in Washington now. Number three, this is a big one right here. I've kind of talked about it in some of the mocks that I've done, but what if the New England Patriots, with their new head coach, Gerard Mayo, do not opt for a quarterback here in the first round and opt for the best player available? And in most people's opinion, the best player in this 2024 NFL draft is Ohio State, the Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr., who Dane has going to the New England Patriots at number three overall. We'll talk about what they would need to do at the quarterback position a little bit later, but I kind of like it. You don't want to pass up on these type of prospects for, you know, potentially the quarterback three in this class or potentially the quarterback four, depending on where the Patriots have these guys rated. Now they have to address that position, no doubt about it, but to acquire a talented player 
like Marvin Harrison Jr., might be too tough for the New England Patriots to pass up. Now, we move down the board. Number four overall, just offense, offense, offense. The Arizona Cardinals have been linked to Marvin Harrison Jr., with, but with him going off of the board, one pick ahead, they've got to add a wide receiver. And again, there's no consolation prize in LSU's Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors is at a stud. Six foot, 200 pounds, LSU's all-time leader in receptions and yards, explosive, dynamic playmaker. He slots into that Arizona Cardinals team and immediately becomes Kyler Murray's second favorite target behind Trey McBeast. He would be the number one receiver from uh, on Arizona from day one. He should at least have that opportunity to become that, being drafted number four overall. This is a player that I've loved the last two and a half years, excited to see national media start to really buy in, pick up that buzz on neighbors. Him with Kyler Murray, James Conner running the ball, an offense that showed a lot more life than people thought. I think this is a really dope fit from League Neighbors in Arizona. Now we go again, right off of the board, number five. We're going offense, offense, offense. And the Los Angeles Chargers with their new head coach, whomever that may be, they get Justin Herbert another weapon in Brock Bowers out of Georgia, the best tight end prospect in this class and maybe the best tight end prospect we've seen in the last decade. He is incredible. You pair him up. With Justin Herbert, I like Gerald Everett, but they could definitely use updated weapons on the outside to provide some more big playability for Justin Herbert. And Brock Bowers would be phenomenal in this scheme. Would love to see him paired up with Herbert. Good fit. Have no clue who the coach is, but the talent, Bowers, phenomenal. Let's move on down the board, and we go again. Offense, 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 offense. Catch a theme here. You got to be able to score some damn points in the league to win. New York Giants, they also need a quarterback, but they pass on a QB here, and instead, they opt for not Brock Bowers. Rome Odunze, the untalented wide receiver out of Washington. On my last mock draft video, I said there is no wide receiver two or three in this class. Uh, Rome Odunze is wide receiver 1C, Malik Neighbors 1B, and Marvin Harrison Jr. 1A. I do believe that all three of these wide receivers profile as immediate plug-and-play number one options from day one. Romo Dunze plugs into just that. And him on a Giants roster where they don't even have a true number one weapon. It'd be great for Daniel Jones. Great for that offense. Got to fix that offensive front. But you got to find a guy that can go get it down the field. Romo Dunze could do just that. So right off of the board, the first six picks in Dane's mock, all offensive skill position players and quarterbacks. I mean, that just speaks to the talent level on the outside in this class. And again, if you're here for the first time, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, like the content. Let's roll into the next pick, number eight overall. So we get an offensive lineman. Then we get to the Atlanta Falcons, who everybody wants to see a quarterback upgrade. And for you, rise up, Falcon fans, y'all got it. You got the quarterback upgrade. You get the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Jaden Daniels, out of LSU at number eight overall. I mean, if this were to play out, I'm just asking the question, if Jaden Daniels were drafted number eight overall to the Atlanta Falcons with an offense that has B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier as your running backs, Drake London and Kyle Pitts as your wide receivers. How high would he go in Superflex rookie drafts? Because this feels like that honeypot landing spot for quarterbacks. We talked about the Detroit Lions potentially being that spot last year for a quarterback. Everybody was excited for whatever quarterback were drafted by the Indianapolis Colts with Shane Steichen. We've got to see who the coordinator and the head coach are going to be. There's a lot of rumor and speculation. It's going to be all hoodie bill. But Jaden Daniels on the merit, based on this mock, if he were selected by Atlanta with those weapons, I think we would all be very, very excited 
for his fantasy perspective. So let's move down the board a little bit here, and we go down to number 17. We're at number 17, pick 17 overall. And uh, Dane Brugler has, is, is this it? Did I skip one? No, yeah, we're here. 17 overall, Dane Brugler has another wide receiver out of LSU going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brian Thomas Jr. This is a player I am very, very high on. I have BTJ as my number four rated wide receiver in this class. Good to see him getting some love. He was actually a higher rated recruit than Malik Neighbors coming out in 2021. He's been productive since his freshman season. Six foot three, six foot four, 200 pounds, downfield threat, number three all time in LSU. Uh, touchdowns for the wide receiver position. Brian Thomas Jr. is a stud. He can play. He will be drafted in the first round, and I will be excited as hell to draft him in rookie drafts. Now, very controversial pick right here coming up at number 19, but I like the fit. I like the fit, and I like the narrative around this fit with this pick, and it has to be sort of fit-specific for me to really be in on this player because we just didn't see a lot out of college. But the Los Angeles Rams, at number 19 overall, they opt for a quarterback of the future, Michigan's J.J. McCarthy. And I like this fit because the idea behind this pick is Matthew Stafford is still in the building for another year, potentially two. We just saw Jordan Love absolutely dismantle and dissect my Cowboys. He had to wait his time, but he learned a lot of valuable stuff from Aaron Rodgers, just being in the building, learning the NFL game. And I do think a season under the wings of Matthew Stafford or potentially two would absolutely help J.J. McCarthy. He is... All the intangibles, 27-1 and one as a starter, winner, protects the ball, very good on money down throws. Wasn't asked to do a ton, so you got to do a little projecting here with J.J., but in a situation with Sean McVay, the Rams, Puka Nakua, the weapons that they have with Kyron Williams, I'd be excited about his future in L.A. tied to Sean McVay as long as McVay stays. And then we'll finish out round one with the last player that Dane has going from a skill position perspective for fantasy football to the, I believe it is the Buffalo Bills selecting a wide receiver. And it may be a wide receiver that people aren't as high on, but the NFL community still seems to like him quite a bit. And that is Florida State's Keon Coleman. And by the time the combine rolls around, everybody comparing him to Traylon Burks and this and that, they're probably going to change their tune. Coleman is a athletic freak. I am still very high on Coleman. He offers you some returnability as well from day one. Another compliment to potentially Stefan Diggs if he stays and he's happy. It'd be a nice upgrade, you know? And if Diggs decides to leave and it's Keon Coleman, Khalil Shakir, Gabe Davis, we'll see how that plays out. Dalton Kincaid there as a big-time pass catcher for Josh Allen. But I'm still a big fan at 6'4", 215 pounds, He's not an elite burner down the field, but just his body control, the athleticism, Keon Coleman can play. It may be a little, it may take a little time, may not be as pro-ready as some of the other guys at the top, Rome, Marv, Malik, but he's still a very talented player. And if he gets the capital, we must respect the capital. So let's just go through the first round skill position players. Caleb Williams off of the board early. Caleb Williams followed by Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers, Roma Dunze. One through six. Literally picks one through six. There you go. Caleb, May, Marv, Neighbors, Bowers, Odunze. First six picks off of the board, according to Dane Brugler. Followed by Jaden Daniels to the Atlanta Falcons. Brian Thomas Jr., another weapon for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback going to the Los Angeles Rams. And then Keon Coleman, Florida State's wide receiver, heading to Buffalo. Now, 
we stroll to round two and excited to have a round two of this mock. And right at the top of the mock draft in the second round, you we've got a player that I'm, again, higher than most on, A.D. Mitchell out of the University of Texas, big fan of A.D., Dane has him going to the Carolina Panthers at the top of the second round. So there you go. Getting Bryce Young another weapon. They probably need more than just A.D. Mitchell, but as many people as they can bring in the building to help Bryce Young out, that would be of great choice. They need as many offensive skill position players as they can possibly get. Now, we talked about New England passing on quarterback at number three overall. Dane says they addressed that at the top of the second round, and a lot of Patriots fans probably aren't going to like this name. But Oregon's Bo Nix, Heisman finalist, listen, he's going to have a wide range of outcomes as far as draft cap potential. Some people will say he's a first rounder. Some people say he's a fifth rounder. It's probably somewhere in between the back of round one and the end of round two. That's probably where Bo Nix falls. Big opportunity for him this, uh, this month at the Senior Bowl. I'll be down there, be able to watch him, see how he performs uh, amongst, his, uh, amongst his, uh, his classmates. Michael Penix will be there as well. But Bo Nix, big opportunity for him to elevate his draft stock this pre-draft process. I've said it for months. He feels like a New England Patriot type of quarterback. You have to wonder how Gerard Mayo, who worked on the defensive side of the ball under Bill Belichick, what he thinks about Mac Jones and company. Is this uh, is this sort of confidence in Mac that he thinks that he can get a little more out of Mac Jones than maybe Bill Belichick and company did? Or is this truly, we took BPA and Marvin Harrison, we've got to upgrade the quarterback position Knicks can get it done for us. But Bo Nix here, top of the second round, you'll have to respect the capital the same way that we did Will Levis in 2023. Now let's move down the board, talk about another wide receiver coming off in Dane's mock, but a receiver that people aren't talking a ton about right now, but as the process continues to go on, we'll hear more and more people talk about Washington's wide receiver, Jalen Polk. And he's got Polk going to the Atlanta Falcons at number 43, pick 43, Jalen Polk off of the board. I mean, giving Jane Daniels another weapon. You've got Polk on one side, Drake London on the other, Kyle Pitts at tight end, and then you got B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier as your running backs. I mean, I'll just tell you right now, with the right offensive coordinator, this seems like it would be a damn good spot, a fun spot, and a very fantasy-friendly spot, and just more of a reason to elevate Jaden Daniels and Superflex. I mean, you load him up with these weapons, with the weapons that he currently has, with this capital, Jaden Daniels to the freaking moon as a rookie. Now... At pick 44, here we go. Another quarterback off of the board. We've got Washington's Michael Penix Jr. I should have been doing the draft time. I'm going to do the draft time. There we go. Michael Penix Jr. off of the board. Number 44 overall to the Las Vegas Raiders. Disappointing national championship game for Penix versus Michigan. I think it really sort of exposed some of the areas in which he'll need to improve upon moving forward. But ultimately, he gets the type of capital and he lands in a spot where Aiden O'Connell was good, not great, be a definite competition there, he would get on the field. I'm not saying he's right now the, the leader or he would start from day one, but he would get on the field and play with Aiden O'Connell there as the only quarterback option. Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see what they do with him. But the Raiders, they get a quarterback potentially in the future in Michael Penix Jr. And now move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I love, love, love this pick right here from the Cincinnati Bengals at number 49 overall. They go to the SEC, which they've had a great deal of success with wide receivers from the SEC, and they go with Lad McConkey out of Georgia. McConkey is a speedster. He is a route technician. He can play inside. He can play outside. And he would be a great complement to both T. Higgins 
and Jamar Chase is their new souped-up slot paired with Joe Burrow. I would love it. Lad McConkey in Cincinnati, sign me up. I think he would be a fringe back-end first-rounder in super in single quarterback formats and in super flex. I mean, you're you're really strongly considering Lad McConkey over some of the other names that maybe we've called A.D. Mitchell in Carolina. You may prefer Lad McConkey in Cincinnati to him. He's a he's a very very good player. Don't peg him as just a slot only guy because of the skin color. You know how we like to do that. That lazy scouting. Oh, he's a slot. Lad could play inside and outside. Offers you some uh, some punt return and kick return ability as well. Like to pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's move down the board. What else do we have from Old Brugler? Ah, here we go. Number 54. 54 fourth overall pick. Where's the draft chime? A lot of people really like this player. And the Cleveland Browns decide to add some speed to that team to pair with Amari Cooper with their quarterback of the future, Joe, Joe Flacco. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I'm just joking. It's Deshaun Watson. But they opt for Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Troy Franklin out of Oregon. A lot of people love this kid. He is a deep play speed demon. He can get down the field, threaten secondary defenders in an instant, and paired with Amari Cooper. I kind of really like this for Deshaun Watson. I think this would be very good for Deshaun Watson. So Troy Franklin going to Cleveland in the second round, firmly locked in there in the second round of our rookie drafts. Now, we get to my damn Dallas Cowboys. And there is no tradition... If you're a Cowboys fan, Cowboys Nation, you know I'm not lying when I say this. Like drafting injured players in the second round. Dallas just loves to do it. Dallas just loves to draft injured players. If you are hurt and you're available in the second round, there's a good chance Will McClay, Jerry Jones will press the button and draft you. And there's no difference here in Dane's mock. Now, I do personally like this pick because I think this player is a top three running back in this class. But yes, we are going to the running back position and the number one running back off of the board, according to Dane Brugler. Let's go back to the University of Texas and talk about big Jonathan Brooks, who was balling. He was going to be the RB1 in this class, tore his ACL in November, which means no testing, Probably no mini camp. We'll see if he's going to be ready for training camp. But because of that, he's falling down the board a little bit, but still comes off the board as the first running back. Brooks can run in between the tackles. He's fantastic in the receiving game. I would love this fit in Dallas. If he were selected by Dallas, it pretty much signifies Tony Pollard is off. And some interesting nuggets here from Brugler. There's another layer. And this is, I'm quoting Dane from his article. Renowned surgeon, Dr. Dan Cooper, the Cowboys head physician, he's the one who performed Jonathan Brooks' surgery. No other team will have better information on Brooks' recovery. Brooks will also be present at the East-West Shrine game this coming week or next week, and that's here in Dallas. So when you're talking about just close connection for a team that needs a running back, Dallas will have all the information on, on Jonathan Brooks. Really like the player and would love this fit. Of all the running backs, and I don't think that we'll see any in the round one of rookie drafts, if he goes to Dallas, even with the torn ACL, he could threaten to be like a back-end first-round pick or at least an early second-rounder being the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. We've got two more picks to talk about, and I think both of these picks uh, are, are really, really good. So let's go to Xavier Worthy from the University of Texas, who was selected 57th overall by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to Dane. I mean, you just want to add more speed. We saw Trey Palmer absolutely shred the Philadelphia Eagles on that deep play. The speed is blazing from the former LSU and Nebraska Cornhusker. And then they just go to Texas and pluck Xavier Worthy out 
put that speed on the field for Baker Mayfield, who should be their quarterback of the future. X-worthy. Well done by Tampa Bay. A lot of people didn't give Tampa Bay a damn shot in hell this year. And uh, they are on their way, uh, one game away from playing for an NFC Championship game after winning the Super Bowl with Tom Brady a couple of years ago. So, X-worthy to Tampa Bay. Another wide receiver off of the board. And I like it, y'all. I like it a lot. The Houston Texans, right? Understand, Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryans. They played in San Francisco. They know about a guy who's really good after the catch, who's built like a running back, who's physical. Debo Samuel. Malachi Corlin. I'm not calling him Debo Samuel Jr., but at 5'10", 215 pounds, go watch the highlights on Malachi Corley, and you come back and talk to me and tell me that ain't a damn running back playing wide receiver. He's fast. He's physical. He can work the intermediate game while Nico Collins and Tank Dell work the deep, the deep stuff, the post, the flop, the seam routes, the nines. I mean, you talk about a wide receiver core of Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and Malachi Corley. C.J. Stroud to the freaking moon, y'all, to the absolute moon. I would love it. You would love it. We would all love it. And let's round this thing out with one of my favorite players in this class. Legit. Love me some Daniels. Love Blake Corum. Love those. Those are some of my guys. But probably my, my favorite player in this class is a guy that came out of high school and they didn't know if he was going to play defensive end or tight end. He was the number one athlete in the country. He is a phenomenal tight end prospect, and a lot of people just don't know his name. He's a three-down tight end. He can stay on the field, play in line. You can split him out. I've seen him take over games at Texas, and I'm talking about Jatavian Sanders, who comes off the board in this mock to you-know-who, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they get ready for tight end life after Travis Kelsey. Kelsey said he's going to come back, but my goodness. This would be amazing. If you have not watched this game, his game, go check out Jatavian Sanders, then come back to this channel, come back to this video, comment below, let me know what you think about this stud. He is athletic, he's physical in the running game, instant impact tight end from day one. JT Sanders is a stud. The Chiefs get him at pick 60 in the second round. Would love the fit. Let's recap. The players that were drafted in the second round, we've got A.D. Mitchell out of Texas. He was going to help out Bryce Young in Carolina. We've got Bo Nix going to the New England Patriots. Jalen Polk going to Atlanta. Michael Penix to the Las Vegas Raiders. We also have Lad McConkey teaming up with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. In Cincinnati, Troy Franklin going to help out that offense in Cleveland. Um, who's this? Jonathan Brooks running back out of Texas going to Dallas to complement that running game. They need some help there. Xavier Worthy taking his talents to Tampa Bay. Malachi Corley going to the Houston Texans. And Jatavian Sanders going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you, Dane, for a dope two-round mock draft 2024 edition. Thank everybody for being in here to check out this video, this episode. Comment below. Let me know what you thought about these landing spots, how you would react in fantasy football, and hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the content, share the word, doing a lot of stuff here at Destination Devi, I'm excited to give it to you every single week, there it is baby, we out of this thing, have a good one, more content coming soon, peace.